see everyone. How have we all been? Hello. Yeah, not too shabby, not too shabby. I mean, obviously, I just rolled out of bed because I told Laurie earlier. That yeah, because it it's just four o'clock on a Saturday, and apparently that's time when you wake up. This, yeah. Narly living the life of a, a moody teenage student. I'm on a night shift. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, at the Amazon <laughs> warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, doing yeah, all the prime we... orders. <laughs> it's good work. It's good I'm, work. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what that was about. I genuinely thought it was five o'clock, and in my head, in, all week, I was convinced it was five o'clock. And I, I don't know. That's on me, boys. That's on me. But I'm here. Cup of tea. Well, now now you're up and awake. You can uh, you can introduce this week's guest for us. This week's guest is a dear dear colleague of mine. <laughs> By the end, <laughs> double dear, a whole dear colleague. Oh, By the end, we have to be friends. It's it's obviously it's the only Mr. Laurie Phillips, everyone. Woo. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, welcome everyone. To this untitled so, podcast. So, won- so wonderful to be here. You don't even have a title for it no. yet. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is this is you basically supporting a startup. Yeah, no, you you you're getting in early. <laughs> early doors, man. You've done well. I'm a supporter of a supporter of the arts. You know. What I mean? So do I do I spy um, a beverage in your hand, Laurie? I am drinking a, a beer. Oh, what type? Uh, well, because I'm a classy guy, it's a it's a Cronenberg. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Fucking nuts out. That glass. I can't. That glass looks like the kind of glass you drink apple juice out of. <laughs> it very much does, doesn't it? It looks like a yeah, like a, you'd have a little glass of apple juice there. I mean, just after you'd had a sandwich, <laughs> shortly after having had a sandwich. The problem is, though, with this whole this lockdown thing is that basically you guys were like, wait, Nalan, you were like, do you want to do the podcast at four o'clock? And I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do this. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. And then I realized I had to kill a whole day of doing nothing, just waiting to talk to you. So I was like, well, it's a podcast all about drinking, so I should probably start drinking quite early in the day. Has anyone else followed? I mean, you've you just woken up five minutes ago, so I don't know. Right, I've, I've been matching you with drinking, mate. And it's not going to be as bad as last week's when I was on the Jodka, which was just gin and vodka, and I was just pounding that. So, so it's a gin, gin and a vodka together. Jodka, yeah, Jodka, gin and vodka. Yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful drink. Um, gets you there. Gets you there. Do you, Minimal effort. Do you at least drink it cold? Um, or just... lukewarm, tepid. Um, depends how long it's been in the cupboard for. See, I feel um... like when you say Jodka in your accent, Chris, it provides more questions. But if you said it in, like, uh, in, in an Eastern European accent, like all the questions are answered. <laughs> Jodka, come, we drink. It's we Jodka. drink Jodka. It is your youngest brother's birthday. Jodka. <laughs> Get to the sacrificial pig. <laughs> Jodka. Nostrad. Good. Um, so we've got, we've had... London's been brought to our attention. We've also had Bath has been brought to our attention. Um, and just outside London is our pubs. So I'm wondering, Laurie, what pubs are you going to bring for us today? Your three favourite pubs. What are we saying? Oh, this is very exciting. I'm very excited, I should say, for starters, because... What, what, what was your thought process when concept. you were choosing? Because I guess you've been to many pubs. Oh, and geez, how do you yeah. decide what, you know, what criteria you're, you're choosing them on? That's a very good question. Thank you for asking that for starters. <laughs> Excellent question. Well, it's, like, it's like Paxman. <laughs> <laughs> so there were several criteria that I had at mind as I, was, as I was working it out. So it can't just be pubs that you enjoy drinking in, because sometimes those aren't the best pubs. So I, was, I felt like it could encompass a pub I'd only been in once, but had a very memorable night in, 
or pubs via love. But would it be nice to give those pubs a shout out to all the tens of listeners out there? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of the course. three of us. Tens yeah. being optimistic, I think. We're kickstarting the economy <laughs> yeah. from this very podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there was a, I, a lot went. I was. It took me a long time to to work out these three pubs. So I've chosen five pubs instead of three, even though those are the rules. And I'm going to mention the last two at some point, randomly, as a story. <laughs> Good, Good work. Good. I like yeah. it, I like it. <laughs> so what is the first pub on this yeah. list? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, Jesus. Everybody just pulls up a strong yeah. intro. I was like, oh, here we go. First yeah. I, was about I really say, weaved no, a tail then. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, in my head, I thought there was going to be like a countdown. It was going to be like some some voice from the ether would be like number one pub, <laughs> and I'd start. But like, why? Obviously, why would That's that happen? Post. That would That's be insane. <laughs> okay, okay, right, okay. So, number one pub. I think my my favourite pub of all time is a pub called the Jacob's Ladder in Falmouth, which is where I went to university, which was in Cornwall, and it's it's really a good. It's a very good pub. So. I don't know what you guys... Could you all say your favourite thing about pubs? Like, what's the one thing you'd say you love about a pub? <laughs> we don't answer the questions. <laughs> Being able to go up to someone and strike an instant conversation about shite. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, that's a good one. Good choice of beer. Yeah. It's, it's cheap booze. Good beer. Cheap booze. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, no, I've, uh, I've grown past that. Yeah, over The Gareth's all about his comfortable leather wing-back chairs. Yeah, yeah, nice chairs. <laughs> Let dogs in. Yeah, if it, doesn't, if it doesn't have fire, then it's a It doesn't have any of those things, doesn't yeah. it? In. Places no where... No Wi-Fi. In fact, the more I think about it, this is a terrible pub, <laughs> but it's in a very good location. It's up a bunch of stairs. So it's a sort of uh, harbour town, right? So there's a harbour right down the bottom, and then there's just the town up a hill. And so this pub is right at the top of a hill... So instead of having to walk all the way up the hill, all you have to do is go up this massive set of stone stairs that someone once made. But it's like insane the number of stairs. Like it's a it's a ridiculous number of stairs. Mm. Like more stairs than you can ever imagine walking up in your entire life. And that's the only way you can comfortably get to that pub. So every time you walk up to the pub, you have to go up like you know a hundred thousand stairs. And then you get really drunk in the pub, and then you realise you have to go back down <laughs> all of the stairs. And that's why I think it's the best pub overall, because it, it sums up, like... Your suicidal tendencies. Yeah, and so, some yeah. of the weaker yeah. drinkers just it, never come it, back. You made it sound like yeah. a pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> pub. Yeah, like a, like a Buddhist experience. That is why it's the best pub. <laughs> nice. And Chris... When Chris, when he said that pub, you did a weird facial expression. Do you know that pub? No, it's because he said it was in Falmouth, and I know Falmouth. Were you? Mm, not yeah. where's those steps then? Well, they lead to the pub. Shit! <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Shit! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there, damn, damn these kids! <laughs> damn these kids! Scout training paid off. Have you ever yeah. seen anyone anyone take a tumble down them then, Laurie? No, weirdly, in the whole time I was going to that pub, which was three years, no one ever fell down all the stairs. Oh. Not once. So there's not like a sign I'm sure at someone... the saying like zero accidents today. Did you say all the stairs? There were hundreds and hundreds of stairs. There were maybe three hundred stairs. Okay. So how Jeez. far have you seen somebody fall? Twenty? Fifty? Oh. 
Interesting. I did see someone fall down the first flight of stairs once. The first they, flight. They, the way they've done it is there are, there are landings, so the stairs would stop and then there'd be a big flat patch <laughs> for maybe like a couple of metres, enough for someone to fall all the way down the stairs and lie there, like beaten and bruised on the flat patch. Oh, Jesus. And then there'd be some more stairs. So you could never truly tumble down all the stairs and then, and then tumble down more stairs. You'd never be able to tumble down all the way to the bottom. It's yeah. Your feet. <laughs> okay, that's safety. Is it like Mount Everest? Do you have like landmarks and base marks as, as you go up, like John's yellow boots or something? Or like... Yeah, no, halfway up, you know, well, like in a marathon, they hand out Powerade. Halfway up there is Jägermeister shots. Like, not far yeah, now, yeah, lads, yeah. not far now. Royal. Like monsters towards the end just to get you in yeah. So, So was this pub, you said you were there when you were a student. Was this pub a student mm. pub? Yeah, that's the, I'm wondering. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that we're, he's going to reply with smugglers. <laughs> So the, the pub itself was, um, it was uh, an everyone pub, but it was mainly, and here's why I think it worked, it was mainly a folk music pub, oh, which is a pub yes. that only a select <laughs> few people want to hang out in. This pub, this is the pub that keeps giving. Mm, exactly. Yeah, and- God. And Laurie does. I'm surprised. I never took him as a folk music boy. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I thought he was more prog oh. rock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually love prog rock. That's why I dropped that in there. Um, <laughs> I know you broke my heart when you did the prog rock things. I was like, folk music and prog rock, surely this guy must we be just, a yeah, no, I guess that will bring a prog rock pub to this, <laughs> yeah. to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so Garrett can retire. They are rare. Yes, yeah, so I'll rarer, have something to talk to about. Um, <laughs> oh God, yeah. So it's a folk music pub. So when you got to the top, if you're at all into folk music or just like why pubs are great, you'll realise how great it was to then arrive there and there to be like a bunch of people playing like instruments you'd never want to listen to on their own or in a normal circumstance. But in the <laughs> in the spotlight of this beautiful pub that you just climbed a big mountain to get to and there's like a little guy playing a banjo and having a way oh, all the nice. time. There's a guy really drunk playing the guitar really badly. And then they've got all these horrible old drinks that are like, they had a thing... I don't know if you've ever been... I'm sure you guys have been to Cornwall, right? I and mean, then if you ever drunk Old Rosie, like it's whatever shit Ooh, side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Dangerous territory. That's locally now, so. made, that's got bits in it. I mean, Chris <laughs> is a fan of Old Rosie. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it, Laurie. So there's just... And I bet there's people with oversized sweaters. Corncob pipes. Oh, lovely big sweaters. Yeah. A bunch of them. Oh, lovely. Old Rosie was the closest we had to, like, hillbillies with, like, those um, jugs with three X's on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find out about this pub? Because I'm guessing they didn't send an ambassador to the Freshers' Fair. Okay, so this is a bit pretentious of me, but part of the reason I chose this pub was because my dad is a folk musician and he loves going around old pubs and playing in pubs. I went off to university, right, and I found this pub and I was like, this is the perfect pub for my dad, he'd love it. It would be like his, the pub of his dreams. And then he never visited me the whole oh. time I was in Falmouth. I was like... Dude, oh. come on, but, but until, I say he never, he did visit me once, he visited me in my last year and it was for like the graduation, we'd all, because I did, I went to film school, so we did, a, we'd all made a film and I'd made a terrible, terrible film and he came all the way to watch it and after the film, which was awful and he must have had to sit through it being like, oh God, oh Jesus, I was like, hey, we could go to this nice pub that I know and I took him up the fucking stairs and then we went to the pub. And then everyone started playing music. And then he 
had a guitar on him because he's an old hippie and he started playing music with all the people in the pub and that's why it's my and in that one, one moment Laurie's dad had a better Falmouth experience than three years of university <laughs> <laughs> yeah easily it sounded like you should have turned that into a film of like begrudging dad doesn't really care <laughs> and then you brought him to this university experience he had the fucking best time of his life and you bonded over this pub. I'd watch that film. Yeah, man. It's beautiful. Mm. Although, I do remember saying this to my dad, and this is... I know it's very unlikely that my mum will ever listen to this, but during that same uh, evening I spent with my dad, I do remember telling my dad, as a, like, I would have been like some hoity-toity, like, 19, 20-year-old, I was like, you just need to break up with mum, man. <laughs> you just need to be doing your own thing. Oh, my God! So that night is forever tainted with me telling my own father to break up with my mum. And my mum, I'm like, oh, Jesus. What is wrong with me? Jesus. Did you? Oh, my God. I didn't... It's like a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a major plot. I want to ask questions. And, my, and also, I should clarify, my mum's lovely as well. She's a really nice... She's done nothing wrong in the situation. Oh, my God. That is an absolutely amazing number one. The pub in Falmouth, up a hundred thousand steps, where Laurie bonded with his dad with some folk music. That is a solid number one. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. So what? What are we said for for number two then, sir? Oh Jesus! It's only going to go. And you got to paint an equally beautiful picture because I am seeing that pub on the cliffs. At exactly, it's you're imagining it. Eye. Yeah, it's a good pub. You should check it out. <laughs> it's really good. It's called Jacob's Ladder, which is also a great name for that pub. Because of yeah, the, yeah. Um, okay, so my second one, which isn't going to be nearly as good, is um, it's a pub called the Oxymoron in Royal Oak. Has anyone ever been there? <sighs> I is know that, the that, one that we name go to for the take drinks. Take yes, my drinks. friend, that is that pub. We've been once. Do you know that pub with the crazy guy that runs it? Who like you meet him right, and he's the most dour Scottish man you've ever met in your life. Like he's like, ah, yeah, welcome to my pub. Like it's horrible. Like he really doesn't want you to be there. But then as the night goes on, he takes more and more pharmaceuticals and drinks more and more, <laughs> and then he becomes your best friend. And it always ends with a lock-in. It always ends with a lock-in every single time. Yeah, but... yeah I remember it ended in a lock-in and we all ordered pizza. Uh, last week you said you'd never been to a lock-in, boy, so make your mind up. I, I just remembered. I just <laughs> remembered. You're not supposed to remember, not supposed lock-in. To remember a lock-in, are you? I got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> just... That's true. That's a good point. No, the only reason why I remember this is because my Google Photos is like um, memories from like four years ago. And it was... A video of like me filming a pizza and I think he had like a dog there was a dog <laughs> in the pub I think it was just, like a terrier type thing it was just at my feet and I was just filming this dog like oh if you eat this it will kill you it will kill you how you die <laughs> and that's my only recollection of oxymoron pub oh jeez that's a terrible memory this sounds so it's a yeah that sounds awful what the dog's still alive <laughs> I didn't kill <laughs> it to your knowledge <laughs> I thought you killed the dog it. It was a warning. At least I didn't try to get my own parents divorced <laughs> in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, calm down, you guys. When when was the last time you when was the last time you saw this dog, Marlin? To be sure, he's still alive. <laughs> that night, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So you fucking lied. 
I think you owe Laurie an apology because yeah, Laurie is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we all owe Laurie an apology. <laughs> I only said that because it rhymes. Yeah, and Laurie, <laughs> did you. your parents break up after that point? <laughs> no, they are still together to this day, having a lovely, a lovely life together. But the great thing is, I mean, when I remember that story, it sounds like I'm the worst person ever. And do you know why that is? It's because I, I was the worst person ever. Do you ever look back at yourself as like a twenty year old and you're just like, <laughs> they're still oh, twenty year olds? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was awful. Do you ever look at yourselves and just go, yeah, no. all the time? Oh, that's good. So, so basically, you weren't. A very good person, and you were terrible persuasive skills. Just you must have had loads of bloody stuff to throw at your dad to try and persuade him. That's incredible. You would have thought, yeah, as yeah, as the son of that guy, you would have had loads of ammunition yeah. to try and convince him to break up yeah. with his wife. Brackets your mum, but somehow I didn't succeed. Yeah. Which I think was that's nice. It would have ruined Christmas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you'd been successful, though, and then for years you were like, I guess I was a pivotal part of my parents breaking up. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I'm sorry. I was going to say the oxymoron, was it ever as mad as Jacob's Ladder? Oh, Jacob's Ladder was much more like a a pub you'd go into and just hang out and have a nice time. I think the oxymoron is like a pub that you go to for an experience, a very specific experience. But no, Jacob's Ladder was never that I almost guarantee that Jacob's Ladder never had anyone try and kill the fucking dog. <laughs> I didn't kill the dog, I was warning it. It was a warning, warning shot. Why would pizza kill a dog, by the way, darling? I don't know. I was trashed. It was a chocolate pizza, maybe. Because it was the old chocolate pizza. Well, maybe it was obese, I can't remember. A chocolate pizza, no chocolate obese pizza. Where the fuck is this no, pub? the dog, the dog. I think the dog was obese. Okay. The owner, Laurie... I, I never met him, the Scottish you bloke. You never met him, the guy behind the bar. I don't the think Scottish so. Scottish guy. Yeah, I don't think so. He has a wife. Maybe oh, he yeah. was the dog gnarling. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's a shapeshifter. Yeah. We don't know. Oh, you're a knob. <laughs> to be fair, I've not seen that same. I've not seen that guy in that pub for years now. Ever since that one night where he was, there was a dog guy. I, was, I don't know what I was working on there. It was like gnarling killed him, but he was a shapeshifter and he was a dog, and then gnarling killed him one day and. He never saw him ever since. I don't know. It didn't work. <laughs> are we are we convinced he's the owner? Because yeah. he sounds like a bit of a transient Highlander who's just turned up high on road. Hold on, Chris. Chris, we're not one hundred percent sure if the dog is the Scottish owner. We just yeah, it uh, might yeah, not good. be. Yeah. So he might not be that transient in his form. <laughs> <laughs> we're going on darling we're just going on darling's weird memories of something about you remember pizza, a pizza and a dog <laughs> and trying to and save a dog's life dog. this beautiful story he punched the dog to death <laughs> yeah was there anything more about the oxymoron or was it just the owner so it's a really crazy pub um but i think it sums up like all those good pubs that we've been in where someone gets drunk the owner of a pub gets drunk enough to let you all get locked mm. into the pub with him because i think it's a weird psychological thing to do if i owned a pub I, it would be very rare to do that where like there were a bunch of people drinking in the pub and i was like you know what i want to do i want to lock the doors to the pub <laughs> so no one can come in but we all stay in this pub maybe forever and maybe we yeah. just hang out here and we live here <laughs> <laughs> a locking kind of stuff like feels like to me is it feels like them being like you're a family now for the rest of the <laughs> night and we will we will stay here and be a big family. 
<laughs> part of the ship, part of the crew. Exactly, man. <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like that guy always did a lock-in, though. That's what I mean. So that's why it's so fascinating, because if you always do a lock-in, what, is, what kind of psychology do you have to have to always do a lock-in? Maybe he's, he is a transcendent being in that um, he, he's you from your future, mate. Oh, God. Maybe oh, no. it's a parallel universe where Laurie, Laurie and Jacob's Ladder got his parents divorced and now he's got no family and now he owns a pub. Spent some time in Scotland. So, to get people yeah, drunk and like him. To uh, get drunk and like him yeah. and to stay as a family. Yeah. To be fair, that does sound like something I would do 100%. Part of the shit, part of the crew, man. Yeah. Easily. Maybe that's how he gets fed, by people ordering pizza after the lock-in. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is like free therapy. Or therapy. <laughs> yeah. Well, so therapy number one, we've we've made him feel better about trying to break up his parents. Therapy number two is, don't worry, Laurie, you're a nice guy, but at some point you'll grow up to be a drunken Scotsman that keeps people hostage in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> Only if he does manage to get his parents divorced. Yeah. He's, there you go. At the moment, his life's perfect. And this advice is 100% free. <laughs> <laughs> you lucky boy. Thanks, guys. That's great. Really, really helpful, actually. I've been watching a lot of... Uh, have you guys seen the new series of Queer Eye came out today? It's uh, the Netflix no. show. Well, it's, yeah. it's an excellent show. It's very uplifting. And, and what's nice is this feels like a, a, a shit version of that. Like, for free of you. <laughs> ah, yeah. You're an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> this is what your life could have been if you got your shit together. <laughs> why, why are you choosing the oxymoron for, for work piss-ups? Like what's it like? What's oh. it got on the various pubs around the Tate Gallery? Oh, I mean, around there it's a dearth of good pubs. There are no good pubs around there. Like, I think almost at all. There's like one called the Lord Nelson, which is all right, but South Bank, isn't it? So it's just like hmm. just yeah, rubbish. True, and it's like miles away as well. It's so far away from like it takes like a good half an hour on a bus from where we work to get there. So I think it's like it earns its right just by being a cool. So oxymoron. Have you ever encountered patrons of the pub that are a little bit mental? Like, I know you're there with a work plot, but has anyone ever... Like, like Scottish guy seems like good fun. But has anyone ever, like, turned around and gone, it's a story for Ah, okay. Well, I, I did see uh, that was a question that I should have thought about, and I tried, but then I thought... I realised that, like, most of the time, I'm that person in a pub to other people. I think I have, I'm a weirdo, and I like people paying attention to how weird I am. So most of the time... I realised I'm the weirdest one in that story. You know when someone's like, oh, I met this guy and he had a hook for a hand and a parrot suit on his head. Like, I always <laughs> yeah. want to be that person in the story. And so I'm the obnoxious. Or it could be, yeah, it could be the other way where you're just like, oh, this guy was just awful. This guy that met this pub was just dreadful. Like, I, I think, the more I think about it, I'm always that guy in someone else's story rather than... Most of the people I've met in pubs have been really cool. And if you think most of the people you've met when you're really drunk in a pub are really cool, then you're the annoying person in everyone's story. <laughs> Fair. That's true. He's taken my ability to switch it. There's, I usually uh, We used to ask that question, have you met any weirdos? And some people would... <laughs> answer and then I'd flip it going I said do you think you're the weirdo and you've, you've so, taken it away from oh, me dude, but Narlin hi N- Narlin you've worked with Laurie for a while is he a weirdo <laughs> do you think no he hides it well right up until he's had a beer right up until he's uh, had a beer so Laurie you're one of those few people that I know that goes to the pub by themselves I do love to go to the pub by myself 
And if you've... Sorry, carry on. Go on. No, 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 go on. No, I just I understand. I should wait for your question because I assume it was going to be attacking people who were going to the pub on their own. But maybe it wasn't. There's a chance it might not have been. But... Go no. Sorry, it, sorry, what was it? It was, do you, if I, do you, going to the pub by yourselves, is that because you want to be the weirdo in people's stories? Is that like your, is that your MO? It definitely is that, definitely is that, but I'd never thought about it that way, but that's a very good point. It's definitely because I want to be. Do you, so do you, when you go to the pub on your own, do you mix with other people intentionally? No, what I try and do, because I think no one ever wants someone coming up to them and saying, Oh, hey, yeah, how are you doing? You look thinking. like you're sitting here reading a newspaper. Do you want to be friends? I think the best thing to do <laughs> if you're going to be the weirdo in the pub is to just never, ever approach anyone yourself, ever, but have people, eventually, someone slightly less weird than you will come up to you and be like, you look weird. And then, like, you'll end up yeah. hanging out and having a lovely time. But I think you should never go into oh. a pub wanting to be the weirdest person in the pub and then accost people with, like, weirdness, because I'm sure that people wouldn't enjoy that. It'd I think awful. that's harassment. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But okay, so, so admit, uh, now that you finally admitted that you want to be that weirdo, have you ever had a moment where you'd go, shh, like you've met someone and you go, bloody hell, they were a bit Oh, well, when someone much. was a bit too weird for me. I do have a good yeah. story about this, because I, I think it sums up both why I am a weirdo and, and how, actually, weirdly, so I met someone who was weirder than I was, but it, it doesn't paint me in a good light at all. Like, it definitely doesn't paint me in a good light. But it's a good story, I think. It's quite... Revealing of human flaws and foibles. Do you want to hear it? A hundred percent. We want to yeah. hear it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so once, when I was when I was uh, twenty one or so, I'd just moved to London just after university. I was living in like a, a bed sit somewhere, and I was working a crappy job in like Soho, like a really terrible like runner's job in Soho. And I, I used to go out drinking then because that was all what you know. What else you can do? And I there was a bar that was near where I worked, and I went into the bar and I thought, what if I just pretend to not have this sort of crappy job. If I just pretend to be something uh, really ridiculous. But first I got very drunk. So the plan I came up with was to pretend I was a, a shellfish magnate or the, the child of a shellfish like empire in America. Like, so I'd never worked a day of my life, but my dad was like big in shellfish. Like he was like a massive. And so I thought it would be funny. And, I, and also I thought I'd pretend I was from America but I wouldn't put on an American accent at all. I would just speak exactly in my accent. So I just, if anyone came up to me and started talking to me while I was drinking at a bar, I'd just be like, oh, yeah, oh, all right, I'm Laurie, nice to meet you. And then if they asked more questions, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know I'm just on holiday at the moment uh, from my parents' massive shellfish ranch in uh, back in Philadelphia. <laughs> and so I just kept doing it because I thought it would be really funny. And eventually I met a, a really attractive woman who just, like, for more ridiculous things I said, she was just like, oh, wow, it's Shellfish Ranch. And like, I mean, she didn't have an American accent, I don't know why. But like, <laughs> we ended up getting on really well. And like, I'd sewn this like ridiculous, like, because it was meant to be like a bit, you know, like a sort of life bit. Yeah. But, but this ridiculous lie about myself. I had a fake name and everything. I can't remember what it was, but it was like a name that I might have, you know. Anyway, so eventually we, we nearly went back to her house. She was like, look, I live around the corner. Do you want to get a taxi back to my house? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Because I was this fucking shellfish guy. I was having a great time. I've got millions. <laughs> <laughs> if I get stuck, you know, my parents will call. They'll sort it all out. Get yeah, rid of the yeah, cockroaches. You've got money. Yeah. <laughs> and we got all the way to the taxi, like a black cab. And it was just off like um, Oxford Street, you know, Oxford Street late at night. You get the odd black cab. There's no one around. 
And I got to the cab and I was like, I can't do this because I thought, A, it's like completely morally wrong to lie to someone and then sleep with them. Like, that would be really awful and fucked up. But also I thought, what, like, on a, on a very childish, like, 21-year-old level, I've got my ID in my wallet. If I'm going to go back and have sex with this person, she's going to see I'm not, like, fucking Charles Munchausen, shellfish king. She's going to see that I'm Laurie Phillips, <laughs> weird guy that lied about being part of a shellfish empire so i so and the only way i could think to get out of it was i just ran away i just, just ran away. she was like do you want to get in the cab with me and i was like no i've changed my mind i mean i just ran away down oxford street away from it oh god shit i wonder how long she spent wondering what you'd stolen from her <laughs> i've still got my wallet shit. or if I she guess. regales the night she met the set of the shellfish baron in Soho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he... Yeah. So, do you, so do you always give people ID, your ID, after or before <laughs> yes, sex? You mean, wait, you guys don't do that? <laughs> I think I think everybody should, actually. I, I've never thought about it, but I think that's a very good idea. It's the only way to keep your ratings up. <laughs> yeah. And then you won't get fucked by a shellfish magnet. <laughs> it's the shellfish magnet, yeah? It'll be great. That's oh my God. a golden story, that. I love it. <laughs> How, did you, would you ever consider, like, if, if she was, like, Peter, and, like, she was actually following, like, she was trying to infiltrate a shellfish empire, oh, and she no. thought she found you? I've never thought about it. Yeah, I've never thought about the other sure. way around. Oh, God. How old was she? She would have... Well, she was much older than me, I should say, which I don't know if it yeah. makes this better or worse. She was <laughs> she was maybe 10 years older than me at the time. She would have been uh, maybe her early 30s, which is my okay. age now. I was, I was picturing 50s. No, no. Oh, God, no, no, no. That's what was so crazy about it. I mean, look, if I'd lie and tried to have a woman when I was 20 have a woman in her early 50s have sex with me I don't think I would have gone for the shellfish empire story <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't have been the one you know I feel like that is the most believable story the shellfish empire yeah yeah if you're gonna lie about an empire <laughs> I like the idea that you've got a, a shellfish ranch what's that out on a pier in the middle of the sea yeah, shellfish ranch. <laughs> no, I like I like the fact that it's in the middle of America. Yeah, <laughs> nowhere, right, near, nowhere near a coast as well. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's got cat, yeah. there's a cat ranch down the road, like chicken ranch. Oh, they're, 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 <laughs> that's the Munchausens. They farm crabs. <laughs> <laughs> it's ostracised by the local community. <laughs> well, their son, he's not even got an American accent. <laughs> so, so, so Jacob's lad has gone in. The oxymoron is going in. We've established that you're the weirdest man in the pub, which I adore. Yeah, I can't appreciate it. Your final pub for our, our delectation. Please, sir. So this isn't um, a very good ending, but it's my favourite pub in the whole of London that I've ever spent like prolonged periods of time in. It's almost not a pub. It's like one of those big... It's sort of a gallery, but also an event space, but also there's a veranda kind of places. Do you know those sorts of uh, joints where it's like a big warehouse, but there's also like a little corner where someone gets to put some pictures up and then there's a bit, uh, like a big outdoor area and it's... Number 90 in Hackney Wick. And I, the only reason for that is... Uh, have you guys ever been there? I don't really go around that way, to be honest. Yeah. That is a new, exciting place to me. Do you explain more? So I sort of understand this is part of the reason everyone hates uh, these sorts of places, the fact that people like me like it. But it's also 
as a as a young man, I first moved to London, and I love a good pub. Me, I'm a big pub fan. But I went into this place, and it was it was it looked like a club or like a sort of theatre or something. But it was just essentially a pub. So you could go there at any point in the day or the evening and just have a nice pint. And they'd, it wasn't always full of people. There wouldn't always be music going on. But it was huge and sort of epic in a way that like, I'd never experienced with like just normal pubs, you know, the normal places you'd go and hang out with people. But you could hang out there and have a really great time with people. They had a big outdoor thing on the canal because they were just like one of those big warehouse uh, like on the canal developments. And I'll always remember it as like the point where I felt like, I don't know if you guys ever had this when you were, like, younger. The idea of going to the club, you know, and you'd go to the club and you'd have a terrible... sort. Well, for me, anyway, I'd have a terrible time and I really wouldn't enjoy it at all. And I always thought, like, well, couldn't we just go to the pub? This was like yeah. if the club was the pub. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. The, the, the pre-drinks is always better than the actual club. Exactly, yeah. And, it, and I always felt that yeah. place was, was that. And to some degree still is. I think it's a great place and I love it. Hmm. Is that up near the Olympic Park, that one? It's right up near the Olympic Park. But it was there, like... I know the place you're talking about. They've got a little brewery on the site as well. Oh, actually, I don't think that one does. Do you mean the crate? Possibly. I know one that backs on the canal. When you say it, like, big, long, sort of covered patio area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that place, yeah. Something's pretty good. Yeah, that place is awesome, yeah. yeah it's a different joint, but it's right up the road from it. Like, it's a, the crate's lovely, like, yeah. You know, got big, massive, like, outdoor area. Very good. What have they got behind the bar? Like, guest beers? Oh. London ales? You get, yeah. I reckon you're going for your classic sort of upmarket lagers. So you might get, like, mm-hmm. you get, like, an Asahi... You might get like, but then in the beer department, they'd probably go for like, what's the uh, London-based beer company? Fuller's. has like the, which one? There's Fuller's. What's it have? No, you were going to say it has something. Say what it has. It's just Gareth coming Fuller's. in. Fuller's. Fuller's. London, London, <laughs> yeah, Fuller's. Fuller's. According to Jeff. Fuller's. <laughs> no. Fuller's. <laughs> I like pre it. No, what were you going to say? What was your description, Murray? They do the, what's the beer that's like... Is it called the East London Brewery? Fuller's. Oh, it's like okay. a little, it's called ha- Hazy Days. Do you know it? They used to sell it in Tesco's. It, it really got up Hazy there. It's a London Brewery. Oh, it made it to Tesco's. They they're called like, they made it to Tesco's, <laughs> exactly. They, they, make, they make some seriously good ass beer though. Like, yeah. it's off the charts. But you know, um, Tesco's actually was comes from Hackney. Well. Oh, hello. Captain East London History's back. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that. I actually genuinely have a connection with Tesco's, which is the true story. This is going to sound crazy. My granddad was a barrow boy. No. For Mr. Tesco. Yeah. No. Genuine true story. No, my great-grandfather, I want to say. It no, might have been your grandfather. No, I mean, they can't be that old, right, can they? Years ago. Tesco's. Yeah, my grandfather could have only been... They must be like 100 years old, right? At yeah, least. yeah, they must be over 100, yeah. Yeah, my granddad, my granddad would have been like two years. <laughs> in those days, in those yeah. days, so they, had, they had to put the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old enough to toddle, old enough to burrow, boy. Off you fuck. Wow, yeah. burrow boy. <laughs> so old enough to burrow, boy. That's so good. That's pretty. Jesus, cool. he he should have bought shares in it, shouldn't he? All those years ago. <laughs> well, when he was a barrow boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His little tuppence or whatever you call it. Um, Do you still, does, does he still have the barrow? <laughs> does he still <laughs> have... Still is he still alive? <laughs> Maybe you should check first. No, I mean, fuck me. He might be upset now. No, sorry. I mean, like, the family, did they pass down the... Pass down the, 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 the major... 
I don't want, I don't <laughs> want to make you feel too bad, but he actually passed away recently. But to be fair, the Barrow came in really handy for that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we shouldn't laugh at that. I don't know what we're doing. Are we meant to laugh, no, Laurie, did, or he cry? Was my great, he was my great grandfather. He must have died like 40 years ago. Like, for him to be the. He must have been my great grandfather, right? He's an imaginary <laughs> character. He doesn't, doesn't exist. We don't know. Now, yeah, now we're all confused. Do we, do we laugh or do we cry at you? Um, you don't even know your great granddad, man. That is terrible. Um, uh, but if I ever see a, if I ever see a Barrow in Tesco, <laughs> yeah. Well, what was his name, Laurie, other than Great Granddad Laurie or Great Granddad oh, Phillips? No idea. I mean, I I can barely remember my own granddad's name, let alone my uh, great granddad's name. Do you guys remember your great granddad's uh, name? Reverse dimension. Yeah. Your and he went from a Barrow boy in Tesco's to running a, a shellfish empire in America. <laughs> it's pretty fucking Im- <laughs> it's fucking impressive, isn't it? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Set for the new world. Yeah, Set out totally. for the new world. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> Just a barrow and a paddle. <laughs> this is oh, this is a beautiful story. <laughs> Barry's life. So what? What was the last? Was it you call it number ninety? Yeah, I do realize it's also a bit of a dick move on a podcast about pubs, but it's a really great place. I love mm. it very much. It's called Number 19 Hackney Wick. Do you live it? Did you live in Hackney Wick? No, but I did used to work in Hackney Wick years okay, ago. Okay, that makes sense, because I used to live in Hackney, and Hackney Wick was still miles away. You'd only go there if you were totally off your, you know, if you were if it was oh, yeah, like yeah. You know, nowhere else to go. It's a total mission. No, that's 100% true. I currently work in actual Hackney, and I'm like, it's still relatively close. Like, if you were to, like run from one point yeah. to another it would take you like 15 minutes but it, it feels a million miles it away does yeah it's totally agree. god so we've got jake jacob's ladder oxymoron number 90 oh. uh laurie phillips pubs for the day well well I, I will inquire on the maddest story although to be few. fair you've already given us yeah. two pretty fucking good ones it's gonna be a struggle to top trying to get my parents divorced <laughs> <laughs> but what's the maddest encounter you've ever had in a pub aside from Narlin trying to kill a dog yeah I mean Jesus Christ uh... it was a warning at least I didn't start a shellfish empire either I feel like this is why is it coming on me <laughs> okay so I guess um the, the weirdest encounter I've had around a pub again doesn't re- it's not a specific pub but I once got um into a lot of trouble I got very very nearly arrested for um trying to break into like a butlin style holiday camp bar <laughs> It had been a long season of exactly. It was the only bar for like 30 miles around that was open. And I was not a member of this Butlins holiday camp. I wasn't holidaying there. I was just in the area, in the middle of nowhere. And I was with two, my two brothers. And my old brother had this idea where he was like, why don't we just try and break in? Like, we'll sneak in. Not break in. Break in sounds too... We, we'll sneak into the Butlins bar. And we'll... Um, and we'll just once we're in there, we'll just pretend like we're just we're staying on his buttons because it was the only bar for miles around. There was there were no corner shops. There was nothing, nothing you could drink. So what we did was we went around the court. We sort of walked casually into the Butlins holiday camp and then walked like through you know a bunch of people partying. That's all fine. We don't mind you walking in there. It's a camp bar area, however, much more strict in and out rules. So there was just like a door, 
And there was a, a couple of bouncers standing outside the door. And then there was like a big back area and loads of fences around it. But it was only two fences. So we thought we could climb over the first fence and just sneak in and then just like hop over the second fence. And then we're just in the bar. No one's going to know, like as long as no one sees us. So we all climbed over the first fence. Little did we know, in the Butlins holiday camp, someone had just been stabbed, right? Like, we had no idea this had happened. Someone had just been, like, but someone had just been stabbed. So all wow. the security were, like, on their fucking edge, you know, like, trying to catch whoever just stabbed this uh, person. So we saw a bunch of security guards going crazy, and we were like, oh, my God, they've seen us climbing over the fence! So me and my older brother just hid behind a bin... Right? Like, a big bin, we just hid <laughs> behind it, and then, like, we pulled out little... We had a cagoule, and we pulled the cagoule over our head, so we looked like a bin bag. And so we were just like, little, we'll just wait this out. Security guards were running around. And then, eventually, someone saw, like, I guess, like, a bin bag-like bulge sticking out from the outside of a bin. <laughs> and the security guards came up. A humanoid bin bag. It was us, just together, like, huddled together as well, like, next to each other, with the cagoule over <laughs> no. our heads. True story. And they, they walked up and we heard like this like... And then they opened the bin. Probably just for dramatic effect at this point. I'm sure they'd definitely seen us. 100% seen us with this fucking thing hanging over our heads. <laughs> They've seen Scooby-Doo. They know what happens next. It was such a Scooby-Doo moment. So then they were like, they pulled the thing off of us. And look, in these guys' defence, they thought like, these are the murderers. These are the guys that just stabbed someone in the Butlins camp and they're hiding behind a bin together for some reason, like a little mushroom. Like white trash. <laughs> Very much like white trash. <laughs> and so the guy, the big bouncer, started to just, like, choke me up against this fence. And he was like, where's the knife? And I was like, I don't know. I've got asthma. I've got asthma. <laughs> and I don't have asthma. I should clarify, I do not have asthma. But it felt like the only defence in that situation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the only defence to stop getting choked is to say I have asthma. <laughs> I think I found a murderous Steve. They're dressed like bin bags. Right, I'll pick it up and ask him where the knife is. Good plan. Where's the knife? <laughs> Steve, he's saying he's got asthma. Oh. I've never had this from a bin bag before. Go. Right, let him go. Let him go. If he's got asthma, he's off the clean. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. People with asthma don't go around murdering. That's a fact. Yeah. That is stunning. So the time he broke into a holiday camp for a bite, he got mistaken for but a murder. But to be fair, again, that doesn't... That's, that's not... Also, that didn't answer a question to it, which was like, have you ever met any weirdos in a pub? But it does bring me back to my first answer, which was, I'm always the weirdo in the pub. I'm always the... You're yeah. always a weirdo, man. Yeah, no, I we're liking think, it. We're liking it. We're accepting it. In the pub, in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty beautiful, that. So um, every every guest we get on the podcast, right, we ask them two questions. So we're making a pub, we're creating a menu, we always ask for their favourite drink, what drink do you want behind the bar, and what bar snack do you want us to serve? Now, crucially, not meal, we're not a fancy, fancy pub. Just a snack. Just your bar snack. snack. Now, I'll give you a little idea of what's been taken. Okay. Abba L mm. is behind our bar, and also ski shots where you get with oh, your friends and nice. drink the ski. Yeah. yeah. And then for food, we've got Tyrell's crisp sandwiches. Mm. Had Tyrell's because we're posh. Um, and we've got camembert slices. So, Mr. Murray Phillips, what would you like? I'm so sorry. Camembert slices? <laughs> slices yeah. of camembert? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fried camembert. Oh, yeah, fried yeah, yeah, camembert. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that does make yeah, a bit yeah, more yeah. sense. Yeah, I suppose just like cheese hucked up. Your <laughs> like, that's it. That's fucking, that's fucking prime camembert. Huh? <laughs> camembert battered out the kitchen yeah. on the ski. So, on a ski. <laughs> Draw crabbers for that, yeah, you posh prick. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sort of lunch. Some sort of butlins. 
You what? Fucking hell, mate. I've just caught two bin bags. Have they got asthma? Yeah, let them go. There you go. Have a hard day's grind. <laughs> yeah, so what, what would you uh, put behind snack my bar? Um, my, my snack of choice would be I'd go for a scotch egg. Ooh, or like nice. one of those really scotch fancy egg. scotch eggs, you know, where the egg still somehow got its yolk, a little bit of its yolk. Oh, I'm not sure I agree. I'm not agreeing on that one. Oh, controversy. I'm sick of those fucking eggs with runny yolks. (laughs) (laughs) I love Scotch eggs, but these runny yolk figures. Laurie, I thought... No, no, sorry, sorry. That was a good choice, sorry. No, I'm genuinely curious, though. What's your your thought on the runny egg? What if it's only a little bit runny in the Um, middle of your Scotch egg? Yeah, I suppose a little bit, but you can't eat it like a... Because I like to eat a scotch egg by tearing half of the m- no. meat off. You know, the, um, what, the thing, it, yeah. eating half it, then eating mm. the egg, then eating the second oh, half. Oh, no. Well, in that case, it doesn't make any sense to have a runny egg. That'd be weird if just you eat the meat and you eat the, all the lovely stuff. Yeah. And then at the end, you just have to eat a runny egg on its own. <laughs> yeah. That'd be I, terrible. I, I, I like biting in and it being solid all the way through. I don't know. But Laurie, remember, this is a fictitious pub that you can yeah. always visit and always have your favourite scotch scotch egg. With yeah, you can have that. Yeah, we'll make scotch I'll... eggs to orders, yeah. And Gareth would have to live Yeah, I'll have it. to... I won't eat it. I'll just be like, fuck that. <laughs> Sorry, mate, what was it again? Uh, scotch egg, well done. Scotch egg, medium rare. I'll just be... Yeah, uh, to be works. honest, there's nothing in this pub so far that I've actually like the taste of. <laughs> maybe maybe the crisp sandwich, but I mean, who the fuck? The, the brie? Who eats brie? I mean, I eat brie, but... What's your... Laurie... Before we, oh yeah, cannabis. Sorry, that makes it even worse. <laughs> What's got Laurie? Before I was just thinking, how old were you when this Butlins thing happened? I was maybe, I was maybe nineteen years old or twenty. Okay, cool. I was just trying to get an impression of how you was, fit in the bin. I was but, sort yeah, of six, cool. or six or seven, seven or eight, you know. Around <laughs> yeah, that would have been more <laughs> acceptable, Laurie. But nineteen's a bit I unacceptable. Um, and then two years later, he was running a shellfish. Farm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taught me everything I knew Scotch shake yeah Scotch egg on our menu now what what drink can we put in behind the bar oh man you know what I'd, I'd always go for actually Roman but I really in- enjoy it. I know it might make me a basic bitch but I really like a little bit of that Beaver Town neck oil you guys drunk that oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Neck oil. Some of the sexiest glasses as well lovely neck glasses oil, lovely glasses, glasses yeah. yeah yeah with the multicoloured skulls That'll look good behind the bar, lads. I'm never not happy seeing that beer in a pub, and I know it's a bit obvious, but I do love it. It's very nice. Oh, I like, I like that shout. That's a good shout. That is a solid shout. Well, lovely. So that's it. That's behind our bar. Beaver Town neck oil and scotch eggs. Cooked to order. Cooked to order. You can have a medium rare. <laughs> or, well, or well done. <laughs> Those are your choices. Yeah. Lovely. Well, there we go. That's... that's Concludes another episode. That's concluded our day. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, again. thanks again to this week's guest, Laurie Phillips, telling us all why we should be frightened of long stairways and rural pubs. And, um, you know, and if you're feeling lonely because your parents have divorced due to something you've done in the pub, feel free to get in touch with us for a chat. Email us at podcrawlpubcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you think that we'll run across into other shellfish empires feel free to subscribe and stay tuned to the podcast see you next week 